Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with the idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you and knowing that you're enough. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. I want to thank everyone for tuning into my first episode with my mom. We talked about the importance of being intentional and the benefits for sticking to your guns. It was such an honor for my mom to join me on my first episode. Thanks again, mom. Last couple of weeks, I've been focusing on my own personal goals while combating this Indiana heat. This heat is everywhere, but that's what happens in the summer, so I have to make sure I stay under my AC. I hope you are having a great summer thus far and staying as cool as you possibly can. Today, we're going to touch upon transparency. For those following my social media, I have been talking about confidence, and authenticity does play a part in that. When we are authentic with others, they tend to grow confident in us and with our intentions, just like people fake confidence, they also fake their intentions and pretend they are transparent to get whatever they want out of you. Um, as I was researching transparency and authenticity, I came across an instance that involved a car salesman that fakes transparency to sell the car versus an uncouth salesperson that presents his true colors and might not sell in the quote-unquote traditional way Um, in a realistic setting most people would buy from the rehearsed salesperson other than the less traditional salesperson and I asked the question why is that if people are seeking transparency and authenticity why do they dismiss it if it's not in a pretty package or not the traditional way when you're transparent there is no traditional you're you and that's it But before I move forward into this discussion, um, I would like to introduce one of my best friends, 20 years. She'll be joining me in this conversation. She is a proud wife and mother of two beautiful children in her spare time. She is an author and has written a series of children's books entitled The Dark Brown Girl. This book series later morphed into her nonprofit, Chrysalis that promotes self-love and acceptance to young black girls. And she has recently birthed a project that empowers women titled Power Her. She held the first Power Her conference this year and it was filled with so much encouragement and black woman magic. Everyone, I would like to introduce to you my best friend, Asha V. Intim. Welcome to the podcast. You. I'm happy to be here. Happy that you're here. Um, thanks for being here. Um, the last discussion I've had with my mom, and we were talking about a lot of personal things and her, you know, her accomplishments and things and sorts. So I would like to start off uh, with you just describing a little bit about yourself, maybe go in detail about the Christmas program. Okay, I'll be happy to do that. So um, my name is Asha and Tim. I am the director of the Chrysalis program. It's a nonprofit that teaches self-love, accountability, and life skills to African-American girls 
age 5 through 13 in the Chicagoland area. So that's what I do on a full-time basis. I also do lots of other things. I do face painting. I do consultations, speaking engagements. Um, I wife, I mother. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know what my interests are. I don't, I like um, art and music and poetry and all things Black culture. Nice, which which explains the Christmas program and um, it's geared towards young Black women. Uh, what do you think that is missing? This is off subject, but what do you think that is missing with our young Black girls? Accountability. Um, I think that hmm. uh, we've come to a place in the world where uh, we're so busy saying, hey, don't judge me, mind your own business, that we're losing a sense of accountability where uh, we can kind of pull each other's uh, coattail and say, hey, this isn't right, or uh, you shouldn't be doing that, you shouldn't be fighting in the street. Um, I thought that we were further along than what we were, but just like a couple of weeks ago, I saw a physical fight between like a bunch of teenagers and it made me feel like, wow, we have so much more work to do in terms of um, us being accountable to one another and saying, being able to talk to somebody else's kid and be like, hey, don't do that. Right. You know, have some respect for yourself. Be kind to one another. And I... um even right now that I'm working a lot of different um, areas with children of all different races and uh, just being able to tell them, hey, that's not okay. It's like, the, I think that it were, uh, even the school where I'm um, volunteering and sometimes subbing, um, they don't have the same type of structure and rules that we had. And so, the children have more agency and more independence to choose what they want to do. Uh, but that also somewhat takes away the accountability of knowing like, if an adult sees me, I'm in trouble. Right. Because they can do really what they want to do. And so uh, giving them the ability to choose. So I guess it's just kind of finding the balance between giving the youth independence to make better choices and also um, them having the accountability with one another and with adults who will tell them the truth about themselves. Yeah, because growing up, it was it took a village. Like the neighbor would tell my mom, the neighbor's neighbor would tell my mom. Like it took a whole village to to raise me. And now what you're saying, like adults just turn their back like they don't see anything. It's almost as if they're afraid of these little human beings, you know, say, hey, no, that's not right. Some are kind of scary. Some of them yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, and you never know who has a gun or, you know, you never know what a person is capable of doing. I just think that times are just different. I remember when we were kids, my mom would stop people on the street. If it was a fight, she would get in the middle of it and be like, no, you get up, you get like, and they would listen. But right. you know, I don't think that it's like that. Like, I feel like it would be dangerous. Like, even when I saw that fight, all I could think about is, oh, what should I be doing? Should I be the hero or should I protect myself and my family? What should I do? And it was a really helpless and scary feeling. But also, it was a reminder of how much further we have to go in terms of mentoring um, young people, especially young Black girls. Yeah. 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 That's That's a good point. Thanks for that. Um, I know that recently you started the Power Her Conference. 
um, this is a new project that you've taken on empowering the adults, <laughs> young women. Would you like to elaborate um, on how this idea came about? Absolutely. Okay, so it's it kind of started with me and a friend of mine who also runs a nonprofit for girls. Um, and hers is called Pretty in Pink. And so, well, Purity in Pink. So the, the idea was we have these girls that we're pouring into all the time, but the parents are the ones who also need the help because if we don't reach them and we're only reaching the children once or twice or a few days a month, the other days of the month, they're in this toxic environment, right? Where they're learning this bad behavior again and they're undoing what we're doing. So um, the idea was to um, have something for adults that kind of reaches um, them social, emotionally, like, to, to talk, tackle the issues of mental health, relationships, our physical health, our financial literacy, entrepreneurship. And I wanted to, to do basically what is a chrysalis program for grownups, only uh, with more fun stuff. I mean, we have fun <laughs> stuff for kids uh, at chrysalis. We give toys and things, but like, what can we do for adults, right? So we have like a comedy show and a bachelor auction and parties and you know, drinks and food. And it was a really great time. I really did enjoy um, putting that together and then also being a part of it. Yeah, I I attended and I loved it. So I'm looking forward to the second annual Power Her um, next year. I'm totally looking forward to it. And it's in the Chicagoland area, y'all. So, um, yeah, so I know that um, we're kind of touching on we were touching on accountability. And when we talked maybe a couple of weeks back, we said that um, we were going to touch more on transparency. But in a way, I kind of feel like transpar- transparency kind of fit in with accountability. Absolutely. Because, because if you're not authentic with yourself or not authentic with others, like if children don't have an example of a real person, then how will they know to grow up with self-awareness, you know, or, <laughs> or you know, self-accountability. So um, in my in my introduction, I talked about transparency and how people are saying that they're looking for authentic people and whether they are or not, I feel like the world needs more of it. That's true. And I just wanted to ask you, what is your definition of transparency? Um, I think it ties in a lot with authenticity, just being your full self and being unafraid of the judgment that comes with that. So um, I feel like one of the main reasons why I'm transparent maybe on social media and uh, in person and other places is for that accountability piece, right? So if if, if you don't know what's going on with me, then you can't help me, right? So if I tell you the truth about what is going on with me, and a lot of times this is a gift and a curse. So like you can be too transparent where you tell too much. So there are two different schools of thoughts. The other one is, you know, there should be some mystery about you. You know, you don't need to put your business out there. Don't tell everybody this. And and this person might run off and tell your secrets. But I feel like when you have a, when you're in a certain place in life, that becomes less important. And what's more important is the authenticity of being your true self and people really understanding who you are 
and also having that accountability. Um, my issues um, with diabetes have been really like upfront and public in terms of like my brand and my my uh, my image in general. And a lot of like the older generation, I'm like, I wouldn't put my business out there. I wouldn't tell anybody that. I wouldn't want anybody to even know that about me. But I put it out there because I need the accountability. I'm the t- I'm a creative, so I'm just free flowing, doing what I want to do all the time. That's just who I am, and so putting it out there helps me stay accountable to the people in my circles so that if they see me out eating a piece of cake and some ice cream, they're going to be like, Asha, did you take your meds? Or, or uh, you know, how much of that ice cream you going to eat? I need that accountability because unleashed to do what I want to do, I'm reckless. So I, I, it, it helps me. And also it helps other people who are in similar situations and who also struggle with diabetes or who also struggle with colorism or whatever their issue is, um, they can find a community and a safe space with me, if that makes sense. Like you don't have to be anything other than yourself. Uh, And I think the people are drawn to that. And like, that's how I handle friendship. That's how I handle business. Like people know, like my, the board of directors knows everything I struggle with. I'm not ashamed to say, you know, maybe I'm not the greatest at this. I'm still working on this, but this I do well. You know, I'm not a person that needs to pretend to be perfect um, to, to, to be a public figure. I don't think it's necessary anymore. Right. Well, I think a lot of people are still in that boss chick, quote unquote, you know, mentality. You know, I have to put on the front. I have to be what people, what I think people want to see versus who I really am. And I think that, like you said earlier, you know, that has permeated with the adults, quote unquote, parents, which are permeating to the children. So you have this generational thing going on where nobody is self-aware no one is holding another one accountable and so people are being who they feel others you know should be I know I struggle with that with school everything I always I always was growing up trying to be who my parents wanted me to be mm-hmm. you know so I presented who I thought my authentic self was but I just ended up being what <laughs> my parents wanted me to be you know it's not till I got older where I'm like Oh, you know, some of this stuff I don't really want to do. I'm not interested in, you know, it's not my passion, you know, and I don't know. I feel, I feel more free with that idea. Like where they can say something. I'm like, yeah, that's just not for my life though. Right. And you can be (laughs) true to yourself in that. And I feel like that is the difference between reputation and character. Like reputation is what other people think of you and character is who you really are. And I want the space in between that to be very thin. <laughs> you know, I like, I'm okay with people knowing who I really am. I want people to understand, yeah, I do struggle with my weight. Yes, yeah, my hair is nappy. So like, <laughs> like it broke off in the front and I got a bald spot right there. Like, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm so comfortable with myself that I don't care what the other person on the receiving end of it thinks now it's strange because this gets i have two sides of my personality i have another people pleasing side but that has nothing to do with my transparency so like though like it's one side of my myself that just does not care like i'm just like i am who i am you can like it you can not like it and uh it doesn't I, i don't i just don't care but another side of me is more of a people pleaser side 
and that's that deals with like other issues of like what my um, like you said what your parents expect of you and uh, I'm just now getting to a place where I'm just like yeah well that's the way you did it and you know if that's how you want to do it then more power to you and if it's if, you know I can, I'm not gonna do everything the way you think I should or the way you did it uh, maybe I don't want that outcome maybe I want a different outcome you know and uh, there's more than one way to, to draw a conclusion so it's okay to do things your own way and follow your own instinct in your own mind uh, even if it's not the popular thing Right, but do you think we can 100% ever break out, people in general, break out of trying to please certain people in our life? Is it always going to be that that few where we just want them to be proud and we just crave, you know, the validation from them? I think um, I'm, I feel like I'm in a boat <laughs> with a paddle and I'm, I'm like paddling further and further away from caring about that. Like, so it's not like an overnight situation where it's like, okay, I care. No, I don't care. It's certain part. Like I, I want my parents to be proud of me, but not to the point where I'm compromising what I want for them. Mm. So like, it's like, okay, you know, if I can please you, in the parameters of what I want to do, I might lean over and do a little bit of what you want me to do. But overall, I mean, like, I, I feel like people only know what they know. Right. So with that being said, I could be planning something that's so far out of the scope of what you know, you're going to tell me you can't do that. And if I listen to that, then I'll never do anything because your scope is small. So I have to follow first of all god because god is telling me to do something that may be opposite of what a parent or a cousin or a friend or an associate or a mentor is telling me because they're only going off of their knowledge base and their scope of what they've experienced and i think people want transparency as long as it's present presented in a certain way yes a prime example of that is what happened to aisha curry when she was transparent and honest about uh, her feelings about wanting to be pursued um, and not getting attention like her husband was getting attention. And I felt like that was a very honest and transparent moment, but people dragged her <laughs> just, just for being honest about how she felt. And that's why right. uh, that's an example to me of how people are like, yeah, be yourself, be authentic, tell the truth. But then like, if you do it, people will drag you uh, also. So that's a risk that you take when you're transparent and you put yourself out there because it makes you vulnerable uh, to the world, especially if it's on the internet um, or any media, t television, um, radio, whatever. You know, you put yourself out there, you, you, ha you know that it's a risk that people can misconstrue what you're saying and take it a whole other way and run with it and paint you out to be something that you're not. Uh, but uh, that's why transparency takes bravery and courage. It does, unless your transparency fits with the trend. Yeah, you know, like I feel like if if what you're doing right now is trending, then it's okay. No matter how controversial, no matter how vulnerable, if it's if it's flowing with the trend, you can be yourself. You can flow. You can just let it loose. But if you're feeling opposite. It's almost like 
do I be quiet or do I, you know, risk my reputation? And that's really with celebrities, you know, mostly, you know, when they go against the grain, they think they're touching someone, which they might actually be, but, you know, social media tears people down so quick, you know, till it would take a minute for someone to actually be positively affected by it. What's What's an example of that? Hmm wasn't ready for your question. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of, um, let's just say, for instance, um, a celebrity. I don't know. I know this is a terrible example, but Kanye West. I, I know this is not a good example, but um, this, was off, this was off the top of my head. That's what makes it a good example. <laughs> okay. You know, it's really knows why, but the fact that he was talking to Trump and saying nice things about Trump. People just suddenly jumped on him, you know, without even knowing his reasons why, without even knowing his intentions. It's just like, hey, everyone else is against Trump. So you should be too, you know, and if you, so if he were, was on trend and he was being transparent, like when he was like uh, George Bush don't care about black people. Then people wrote, right. but then when he switched it up and was just like, make America great again, everybody was like, what the, what are you doing? Right. Like, exactly, exactly. But it was just as, he was, I mean, it was, I don't know, just let you say it. It, it was just as Kanye, it's him doing the Trump thing as he did with the Bush thing. That's perfect. Yeah. I forgot about the Bush thing. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, you know, I think Kanye does, and everybody's like, he's doing that for publicity, he's doing, and maybe so, but people didn't even hear him out, you know, at all. Like, they were just like, oh, he's on Trump, he's lost his mind, he doesn't care also, about the black people, which... things that people were offended by, like, the whole, like, slavery was a choice thing, like, okay. he, like, he was, was trying awful. to, like, I, I, I kind of get what he was trying to get at, but... When you have a platform, you have to be careful exactly. to say because you don't know how many people are affected by what you're saying, right? So, like, so being transparent publicly, especially as a public figure, you have a responsibility to the people who are listening to and who you may be influencing right and so not only can are you speaking to black people you're speaking to everybody because you're kanye west right so if you're saying slavery is a choice then i felt like that was a slap in the face to the ancestors of our culture and it looked like he was taking the side of what seems like the enemy at the moment right yeah it looked i agree like a betrayal and it felt like a betrayal as fans of kanye of somebody who was rocking with him since the beginning it's like how could you, how could you? right you, you were our kanye but he has a right as a human being to a change his mind and have opinions and make decisions so that's an excellent example he can vote for whoever he want to vote for. That's his choice. He doesn't even vote. That's the thing. He doesn't even vote. He's just saying whatever. He said he has never vote. Never. Never vote. 
But so it's like this is just this is just simply how he feels, and I think he he cannot articulate things like to not take enough for him. But I think sometimes he means something else, and it just comes out just totally wrong. I don't know how that slavery thing could be a part of that, but I know there are some things that he has said that has made sense after I said and thought about it. Like oh. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, it's some something. Of it, I think some of it. I, I'm not. I don't be on the accuser, the brethren, or the judging side. However, I don't feel like Kanye has been right mentally for a long time, and I feel like some of that is yeah. mental illness. It could be drugs. Like we don't know when a person is out there and they're so opposite of maybe who they Everything. were before. Then it's yeah. kind of like what what happened to you, what what is causing you to have this change of heart and change of mind? You know, are you influenced by the people around you? Is it mental illness? Because grief can help with that. <laughs> you know, like if you lose your mama, it, and throw some drugs in there, it, lots of things can happen. All types of hormones, or just not have the support in the bagging. Like the one person he was close to, Jay Z. They fell out, you know, and I think that that was the one of the people people that was close to him. And like, it could be a chemical imbalance. We don't know what's going on with a particular person. So I guess that's where um, Grace still influences people, though. No no matter if it's mental, it's still affecting people, (laughs) you know. So, you know, he feels how he feels. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's a chemical imbalance, maybe whatever. But there are still people still reading his tweets still following him you know still his fans true. you know so he still holds that responsibility even if he's handling it irresponsible yeah. and the odd, the odd part is, is that he's got the free will to do that that's, that's true. his choice um like nobody signed, you know he didn't sign up to be nobody's role model but alas he is so <laughs> i mean it's weird um i have a weird relationship with this topic because i had made like a meme that said like just for the record and i'm not gonna say this no more kanye west does not speak for all black people and it was during that time of political like unrest where <laughs> like everybody was all over the place like it was so much like racial tension uh, and then he went to the White House and everybody was like, oh, Kanye, why you do that to us, you know? And so uh, so it was getting shared and shared and shared and it was going viral. And then it got into the hands of white people. Not just like our friends, white people. I mean, like the not our friends, <laughs> white people. And they were using, and then like, it was like all this conversation around it to the point that I just deleted it. Hmm. Uh, because I felt like what it's a matter of perspective so what could be said amongst us is one thing um, and it can mean one thing to us but it can mean something totally different to a whole different group of people with a different perspective and so I didn't like where it was going so I just and they were sharing because it was it was my name on it (laughs) so I was just like I'm just gonna erase this whole thing and stop this because uh, it had been shared like thousands of times and I was just like I mean, <laughs> right I was just saying like I'm with me in my circles like you know I didn't expect it to go 
viral. So I was like, oops. So anyway, there's that. Uh, that's another thing. You don't know when you put it out there where it's going to go. And I guess that's the point of what the older generation keeps trying to like express to me. Um, because I, you know, I did a little blog where I wrote about my love story and it was very personal. And uh, my mom was like, why would you put that out there? Uh, she wasn't the only person who said that. It was a couple other people who were like, you know, it's so personal about the details of your life and personal stuff and everything does not need to be shared. And um, at first I was just kind of like, so, so I want to do, I'm going to do what I want anyway. Everybody know that. But, um, but then I thought about it and then she was just like, well, what about Charles family? And what about your children and your grandchildren? And, and do you have to, you know, accept the fact that everyone may not be as understanding and everyone may not, you know, totally agree with what you're, you know, what you're doing and your stance. prepared for that. And you got to right. you know, stand strong in your convictions if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to say. You better be ready to stand behind that and uh, defend it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that some people, you know, they stand it. And even I'm, I've been guilty of this, like, you know, I say and then when everyone else kind of like, you know, looking at me or it's not the this is an unpopular decision, it's kind of like, oh, should I change my mind? Nope. You know, and it's like, well, how strongly do you feel about it if all it took was someone to not agree with you to change your mind? Is that trend? You know, are you actually being authentic if it's that easy for you to, you know, alter the thoughts and your beliefs? Mm. So you're not probably so that that goes back to being the people pleaser. Of like right. kind of like rolling with the waves of being like diplomatic and just whatever this group of people likes, that's what I'm doing over here. And then when I get with this other group of people, I'm doing what they like instead of like being your authentic self, regardless of who's around. Right. So that's not that's not transparency, that's still compromising who you are. That's true. I don't know if it's not yeah. transparency, maybe you share a certain part of yourself with a certain group of people, but just not with everybody. Maybe you're transparent with, you know, when appropriate. Yeah, but I feel like if you're you, you should be you with everybody. Like maybe, maybe boundaries set, of course, for people you're not that close with, but you still should be your authentic self no matter what. That's true. And I you know, if that's just easier. Like I don't understand people who who, can't, who are not themselves all the time because like who got energy to remember who you were with that person and who you are over here? Right. That's just way too much. So it's easier just to be transparent and honest, and then you don't have to remember what you said or or you know how you acted or you know that's too much. Right. Do I talk a certain way around this person right. or do I, you know, yeah, it, it is a lot of energy, but people do it. Pe- people do it. And then they call it, then they call it transparency. I am who I am. And then, you know, it's the saying you can't be a certain thing around certain people. And I just kind of feel them not, them not your people. If I can't be my, me yes. around a certain amount, them, those are my people. Exactly. <laughs> I agree with that. You said a mouthful there. Because I mean, if, if you're around somebody and you can't be your full self, you don't need to be around them. 
like that's that's it right I shouldn't have to run and hide and you know also what I'm saying because I'm afraid you're going to go back and say this and that like then you're just not my person because that's too much you know maybe in my 20s I had energy for that but I definitely don't have energy for that nobody got time to be <laughs> and doing what you need me to do and, and being who you expect me to be listen I am me you can take that or leave it but you know God bless you either way yep. exactly so um, the origin of both your programs Power Her and Chrysalis they promote self love how do you think transparency would fit in with that I feel like once you truly love yourself, you're comfortable being yourself, your full self. So like everything that comes with you, your quirks and your jokes and your imperfections is enough, right? That's what self-love is. And I feel like putting that out publicly is just a, a display of what's on the inside. So if you don't love yourself, you're always hiding. I can't say this. I'm not going to say this. I won't show this because I don't want them to think fill in the blank, whatever that is about me. Uh, but when you do love yourself, it don't matter what the other person thinks. So you're like, I love me. I like me as I am. Warts and all, you know, so cool. You're, I'm good how I am. And if you don't like me, kick rocks. So that's that, that all ties in with self-love because you can't do that unless you love yourself. That's true, and I feel teenage years is the mo- probably the most important <laughs> time of life to to promote self love because that's the time where you just want to fit in at all costs, you know. That's true, um, and I think if you instill, which I know that you're doing with the young girls at Christmas, if you instill at an early age, look, I'm beautiful, I'm wonderful, I'm smart, I am who I am, you know, when they reach those teenage years, then that will play a part in their decision making. You know, and, and it will, it'll make it where they don't need somebody else to come and tell them who they are because they exactly don't, you, know, you don't need somebody to come and say, "Oh, you're beautiful," and then your panties fall off because somebody told you you was beautiful. If you already know you're beautiful, then you're like, "Thanks, <laughs> just keep going." You know, appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. I, I know. Thank you. I mean, not like in an arrogant way. I know, but it's like I am beautiful. I appreciate you. You noticing. And you moving on. It's not like, oh, I've been waiting all my life for somebody to say that I was beautiful. And finally, like, this is the one. I better do whatever it takes to keep, to, to draw in this attention and affirmation because you're already affirming yourself. So you don't need, you're not thirsty for it like you are if you don't have that, that self-love already in place. Exactly, exactly. A lot of that's and- from like issues that you have from your childhood. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead of you know of like of certain trauma or like like some feeling a void that's missing and so i like that's why we're looking to address the childhood trauma whatever those holes are and the places where we get stuck we're trying to unstick them before they get to that decision making process should i lose my virginity to this person because they gave me a compliment or because i need a ride or for whatever whatever reason Mm -hmm. no yeah you know you you won't because you'll remember look I'm so I'm worthy you know I'm enough I don't I don't need to give any of myself in order to feel valued I'm already valued um 
that's so important because like we're I felt like in the teenage years you're always looking and not not just as teenagers even in college like I felt like when we went out I never really went to just relax and enjoy myself like in this season of life if I go out I don't care who's looking at me if anybody talks to me that don't matter but like in college I, I would feel like the ugly duckling if nobody talked to me I was the one you know holding everybody's purse you know I, was just, I, I mean I don't dance so I would like go out and and still not be happy because I wasn't happy with myself and I was waiting for someone to come up and affirm me hmm that's deep. Ooh, that's, you know, just because we're talking about transparency, I think I'm going to keep this in. <laughs> we have had to call each other back like four or five times. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. I feel like because someone needs to hear this, like every time it gets to the meat of the conversation, it's just like, nope. It's <laughs> like mid-sentence. So. I know, and I love what you said. The last, you know, before it cut off, like you know, that when we were younger, we were looking for that affirmation. You know, I know I was looking for that from friends. You know, I'll compromise, I'll buy whatever, I'll you know, I'll do whatever, I'll go against myself just so I can have the company, just so I don't have to be friendless. You know, and you're right because I was looking for that validation and it's like is it even genuine validation because this person is only sticking around for the person that you're portraying to be they're not even sticking around for the authentic you because they don't even know the authentic you I'm all here you better preach that and let's not even get into like relationship with men and and, and what they're after and what right. you're giving in exchange for company and companionship so yeah yeah, I want him to love me for me, and you're not even you. And he don't even know you, because he only <laughs> see you at nighttime. <laughs> he, only, <laughs> he only see one part of you. <laughs> He's seen that one side. That's it. That's all he wanted to see. But it's coming. Right. Is somebody to keep keep you company and tell you you're pretty at night? Right, but if you, if you have that self-validation, you could be alone and still feel just as beautiful. Yep. It took me so long to get there. <laughs> you know, so and, and I think that's a blessing that you're teaching children at a young age. Like I said, it's like breaking generational curses. Like they won't have to go through that. You know, like your daughters won't have to go through that because mom is teaching them at a young age. You don't need something outside of you to make you feel good about you. Yeah. You know? You know, you you have it inside of you. And I think that is such a powerful, powerful thing that you can teach, you know, young girls coming up, especially now. It's true. Yeah. There's a time for it. Yeah. So the last question, we made it. Uh, <laughs> um, this is just the Be Your Own Kind staple question. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Powerful. Explain. I, I believe that anything that I really do put my mind to and my effort in will succeed. And I feel like it's power behind that um, because I'm not afraid to try. And I've done things that people have told me, you'll never be able to do that. You'll never be able to be pregnant 
and have a baby and to finish grad school is just unrealistic. It's not a good time. It's bad timing. You need to you need to take a semester off. I finished. Well, honest. Mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, oh, you you can't. You gonna put together a whole conference? You and what army? Like who else? Just me. And I did it. Not by myself. With God's help. Like with me by myself. Yes, I I'm powerless. But with Him, I can do anything. I I I believe that. Like I can create a program from an idea and it could touch hundreds if not thousands of girls and women just from a thought that's powerful that's very powerful oh nice (laughs) gave me chills there um (laughs) is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation oh so much we could be said about transparency and um, shoot mentoring and uh, but I think we did we did okay today maybe we'll do a part <laughs> two later on uh, yeah where we don't get cut off every five minutes yeah. but I still feel like I feel still feel like we touched points that needed to be touched upon and of course I'll have you back because why not you know and I do appreciate you being on here and um as I told everyone this is my best friend from over 20 years um yeah so I really do appreciate you taking out the time because she literally has a busy schedule so I thank you for taking out the time out your busy schedule um to to be on my show and sticking through the cutoffs and we just get working through it oh no problem you are important to me and so uh, I will make time. We make time for things that are important to us. So. That is true. And thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable with you and feel comfortable with saying things without feeling like I have to compromise myself. And I appreciate that because you can't, like we said, you know, when you're vulnerable with people, you don't know what you're going to get, you know. And I like that we have grown to the point where we can be vulnerable with each other and it's no judgment. It's just listening. It's just good times and it's good conversation and great advice each time. In so. both ways, even when I can, I know that I can come to you and you can talk me off the ledge. You know, I can tell you all my deepest, darkest secrets and I can trust that it stays there and that uh, you won't give me advice that will cause me to jump. <laughs> you know, you'll, talk me down and be like no I should not nope you're wrong on that one that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but I'm like oh you're right that doesn't you're right I was wrong on that one. so I, I appreciate um you being the safe space but also being a wise praying friend because that's not common like you don't find that everywhere that's why I refuse to let you go so <laughs> I have no choice <laughs> Thank you, love. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anyway. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. And um, just remember to love yourself and find that person. When you find that person that you could be vulnerable, vulnerable with, stick with them. Because as you can see, it's a dime a dozen. And cherish that friendship because you don't get that from everyone. You know, so God bless. And remember to be your own kind. Thank you. Bye-bye.